Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one, I'm going to be tackling another question I was asked to answer over on Quora. It is, what is the best technique to get more traffic to my website? So I'm going to dive into that, and we're going to be, I'm going to be talking about what I do with all of my sites and so forth and the strategy that I use that has worked really, really well for me. And I sort of break it down into three different things that we're going to talk about. So we'll talk about sort of on-site SEO, the things, how you want to structure your site, how you want to optimize your pages, internal linking, all that sort of stuff that you can do on your own site to make your pages and your site as a whole more attractive as the search engines. And then we're going to talk about what you can do off-site in terms of linking back to it and social media and a lot of the, the different things that you can do to get traffic to your site, to get links to your site to uh, have it rank higher in the search engines and then we're going to talk just a little bit about the whole the whole sort of slap phenomenon that happens with google and how to avoid that and sort of the way i think about uh, seo that has kind of helped me to get through several different slaps and i've never really i've never actually been slapped at at all by google so i'm gonna finish up by talking about that of course, before I get into all of that, I do want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com. You'll find all my coding training over there, including my PHP course, my object-oriented programming course. In particular, related to this topic, you'll also find my spammer's guide to get more clients, which actually is a... I'm going to talk about this strategy uh, in this episode, but it's what you might call guerrilla marketing. It's a really sort of in-the-trenches, down-and-dirty way of getting traffic that's not unethical or anything like that but uh it's a it's a very direct in the trenches way of doing it so that's over there my upwork course all that sort of stuff is over again at store.johnmorrisonline.com you can use the coupon code jmo at checkout for 20 percent off anything in the store so head on over there get the coding training you need but also help support the show and allow me to continue to do this for you on a daily basis i'd really appreciate that again the link store.johnmorrisonline.com all right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this. So the first sort of thing that you can do when it comes to to SEO is on-site optimization. And the thing that I really focus on with this and with my own stuff is there's some stuff when it comes to on-page optimization, but Google is, you have to understand, Google knows all of that. Google's really aware of that. And a lot of the slaps that people received came from them over-optimizing their pages and trying to game the system. So you have to be really careful with that sort of thing because Google is very, very sensitive to it. And really with some of the stuff that they've come out, you may I don't, you may or may not have heard of some of these things, but in particular rank brain and some of these other things, uh, they, they, they've really started to develop systems that allow them to not rank pages just because they're over-optimized for, for keywords and so forth. So that's part of it. But really, it's more just sort of the overall strategy. So the first the first part of this is kind of a three-part thing that you want to do with your on-site content. So the first thing is you want to have cornerstone content. So these are key pages on your site that you're going to highlight by the way you link to them in the rest of your site. So these are your maybe your really, really long blog posts or big videos. These are this is the content you're trying to make your epic content and what you're doing with these pages is you're targeting the big keywords so when you do your keyword research and you see the keywords that are really high traffic and and really targeted to what you do so say for example for me one of those keywords might be 
learn PHP, or another one might be learn to code, etc. These are the really big high traffic keywords that you want to rank for. Your cornerstone content would be targeted towards those particular keywords. Uh, and, and then along with them targeting big keywords, they're also going to be sort of your, your primary pages that you're going to use for your business, the business function of your website. So ultimately your site is, uh, I assume is to, to make money in some way. So you're going to be pushing people to a lead generation to sign up for, to your email list, or you're going to be pushing them to a sales page. Well, on these pieces of cornerstone content, you're going to be talking about those things and you're going to be linking to them and you're going to be sort of pushing people to take that next step. And that next step is to sign up to your email list or, or go to your product and purchase one of your products or join your membership or whatever it is. So these pieces of content are really, really important because they have to do two things. They have to rank for really high traffic keywords and they also have to convince people to sign up to your email list to buy your products and so forth. And so again, these are usually going to be your longer where you really dive in your epic sort of content that you're going to spend a lot of time on and and you're really going to try hard to not only rank but persuade people. So usually this is going to be for any site if you're targeting properly, you you're targeting a, a, a niche and you're, you're really being focused that way, you're going to have about five to seven pages that are going to target your main sort of keywords uh, with this. And and so you those are the pieces of content you want to create first. Now you don't have to create all five to seven first. You can create one and then do some of the, the next steps that we're going to talk about and then come back and create a second piece of cornerstone content and then do some of the next steps around each one. So think of this as a process of creating a piece of cornerstone content, then going into step two that we're going to talk about and then step three and then you can just kind of constantly go back until you have all your main pieces of cornerstone content built and then from there it's just a matter of sort of your regular ongoing content uh, that you're going to push people towards these cornerstone uh, pieces of content so again start with your cornerstone content the second then thing then is internal linking so internal linking is important because this is essentially the one thing that google sort of gives you when when you use internal links on your site it, it tells google look these are the pages that i myself as the site owner are trying want you to know i think are the most important pages and so of course you want that to be your cornerstone content and so that's a signal that Google's going to look at or the search engine are going to look at and say, okay, you know, most of the posts in this site are linking to this particular page or these five to seven pages, whatever it is. And so the site owner is telling us that this, these are the, the important pieces of content. Now it's still going to look at all its, uh, its indicators and bounce rates and all that sort of thing when it comes to analyzing those pieces of cornerstone content but it's it's sort of the one thing that you can do that google will look at and go okay this is we're taking the site owner's opinion sort of into account into account so what you want to do is when you have a piece of cornerstone content whether that's a you know, let's say you're using wordpress or whatever whether it's post or a page you then want to create smaller sort of ongoing pieces of content and in every one of those link to where it's relevant in in the in the post or the article link to the the cor piece of cornerstone content. And so 
let's say you create a one post that's your cornerstone post and then you create 10 more and they all link to that cornerstone content you now have 10 sort of backlinks to that cornerstone content and when google looks at your site it'll say okay you know all these other pages are linking here that must be important and then of course you just keep creating maybe you get to 50 posts or 100 posts that all link to it and then you know you have five to seven pieces of cornerstone content and you have a hundred that link to each one etc so that really starts to highlight and creates a strategy or a structure that as individual pages throughout your site start to rank higher in google they're all linking to your cornerstone content which is going to cause all of those to have a greater chance of ranking higher for those high traffic keywords so you don't want to target high traffic keywords with individual posts. You want to target them with your cornerstone pieces of content. For the rest of your content, you want to target long tail key keywords. Now, if you don't know what a long tail, key uh, long tail key keyword is, I would suggest looking up. There's a lot of good information out there. But essentially, it's if you have learn PHP as your sort of your high traffic keyword, a long tail is one that is some variation of that that's a lot longer. So it might be learn to code php online like it's a really long keyword and it might get a hundred searches in a month well those are a lot easier to rank an individual post for and then you get traffic to that and you're going to get some of your traffic as a result of that but more importantly google's going to see that that particular post is a good post it's quality it's important and it links to your cornerstone content so that's going to tell google that maybe this cornerstone content is is important as well and as you build out those individual posts that all rank for these long tail keywords and show google they're important again that just raises your whole site so cornerstone content and internal linking that is probably the most important thing that you can do when it comes to your on-site seo is having that structure and strategy down and in place the final thing then of course is what you would sort of think of which is on-page optimization so I keep this really, really simple uh, because there's a lot of people out there that have all these ideas on how to game the system and so forth. I'm not trying to game the system. All my strategy is I just want to let the search engine know what the particular page is about. I don't want to confuse it. So in that, I, I try to be consistent with the way I use my keywords and so forth. So I'll have a keyword. I always try to put my keyword in the title. I won't force it, but most of the time that's pretty easy to do, just maybe changing the, around the way you might say it or, or something like that. But try to have the keyword always in the title, so that's a signal to the search engines that this particular post or page is about this uh, particular topic. Then you want to have intelligent use of the keyword in the body, so you don't want to just spam the keyword. But if it makes sense to use that, if you can just change the wording slightly and use that keyword and it's still human readable, it's not some convoluted thing, then go ahead and do it. You just don't want to do it 15 times in a in a 300 word uh, post because that's going to look like you're spamming the keyword. So a couple times maybe in, in your post, depending on how long it is, the longer it is, of course, the more it will probably naturally come up. But you just have to ride that fine line of using it, but not spamming it so much that it becomes obvious what you're doing. Probably more important than that, though, is the secondary and related keywords. So you're always going to have variations of a particular keyword. So as I mentioned, learn PHP, you might have 
you know, learn PHP fast or learn to code PHP, etc. You sort of just put put these weave these in as you write your post. Again, a lot of times this stuff is going to just if you, the way you naturally write. You're going to use sort of those those natural variations around that topic anyway because you're talking talking about that particular topic. So uh, you don't want to try too hard with that sort of thing. But if you can change a word or two here to make it a little bit more relevant, then then go ahead and do that. I'm always on the side of being more subtle than I am being more overt. So that's the approach that I take with it. I also and I don't. I don't know how much this really affects it anymore, but I just do it anyway because it also is good for for humans. I always uh, I use WordPress so you can tag. I always just tag with the primary keyword, at least the primary keyword that I'm targeting, uh, so that I have that tag there, and also it helps create that tag for that actually creates a page on WordPress that could be indexed as well. So tag with the keyword, and then there's some debate about uh, content length. I would say in general that you would want to have your content at least 300 words or more. Generally, there is a tie between length and search engine ranking. So the longer a piece of content, generally speaking, the more likely it is to rank higher. But that's not a hard, fast rule. And there are plenty of posts out there that are short that rank really high in Google as well. But I would say at least 300 words or more. So that's the on-site stuff that you can do. Uh, when we start talking about off-site stuff, then the first thing, and of course, offsite stuff is stuff outside of your site that you're going to link back to your site or try to get traffic to your site, etc. And, and so there are sort of two things that you look at. There are links, which is a more of a sort of long-term term strategy usually. And then there's traffic, which is actual people visiting and is more of the short-term sort of strategy. So we're going to talk about talk about both. The first thing, of course, probably the most important, it really is the most important, is backlinks. So in 2018, as I'm recording this, content and links, according to Google, are still the number one and number two ranking signal for Google. So the quality of your content, what's in your content, but also the backlinks. So they still matter, uh, even though we have all this these other signals. So they're very, very critical, and it's one-way backlinks in particular, meaning someone links to your post or your site, but you don't link back to them. What that tells Google is there's not any sort of quid pro quo going on. They're linking to you because they want to link to you. They think what you wrote or, or your site or your post is good content that they want to link to. That's a good thing uh, for you to have. So one-way backlinks are really important in that sense. Of course, the trick is getting people to link to your site. So a lot of people, I've even had people contact me uh, offering to pay me money to link to 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 give a one-way backlink from my site or one of my pages that ranks really high in Google over to their site and so forth. People do that kind of thing. Of course, I said no, but uh, people do that kind of thing. I, on the other hand, again, that sort of stuff gets a little shady and I avoid it. So I try to keep it really, really simple. I just focus on trying to create really good content. And if you create really, really good content, then, you know, eventually if people if people are actually reading it and, and, and seeing it, you're going to have people link to it. So write really good content. And then I just try to get as many people as I can to notice it. And we'll talk about the ways that you can do that. But through that, if you write good content and you get a lot of people see it, some of those people are going to link to it from their site. 
And that's my strategy for getting backlinks. Now, a lot of SEOs out there that do this professionally be like, oh my gosh. But again, I'm A, not an SEO, but B, I just keep it really simple. I'm more concerned about creating good content than anything else. And I don't want to spend hours and hours and hours doing SEO in a day. But just remember, backlinks are an important part of this whole thing. Of course, another one that's big is social media. You know, a, a post can be posted on social media and go viral and, and so forth. And there's some debate about the value of that. A lot of people who've had that happen will say that they got a bunch of traffic, but it really didn't, uh, you know, get them a bunch more quality leads or lead to a bunch more sales, etc. It sort of just kind of happened and then went away and th- there was really nothing super gained from it. But it there is potential for it to do that. What I would say is it's more focus less on going viral and more on steadily building a consistent readership. So if you have 100 Twitter followers and then the next month 200, 500, 1,000, and you're being consistent in your posting and you're, you're sort of doing everything the same way and they're used to seeing that sort of thing from you, some of those people are going to become consistent readers of yours. They're going to to... Every time you post your link on Twitter, they're sort of waiting for it. And when they see it, they're going to click through and read it. So focus more on building a consistent readership. And then, of course, the more you can build those uh, followings on social media and build that consistent readership, then you know those people are going to like and retweet and all that sort of thing. And eventually, before you know it, every piece of content you post, you're going to be getting you know 100 likes and... 50 retweets, etc. And it's almost like you're sort of going viral every time you post. But it's not because you try to make something go viral. It's because you have a consistent readership. So that's what I would really, really focus on. Another one, of course, is email. And, you know, a lot of people like to talk about email as if it's dead. But email is still the best way to contact people. I know for me and a lot of people that I know and talk to, of all of the different avenues that they use for contacting me people between social media and you now have uh, website notifications and on and on email is still the number one way the best way to contact people uh, that has the highest value for me and my business so very very important that you have lead generation on your site but it's sort of instant access to traffic it's basically push send get traffic is kind of the common phrase, but it really is that way. You can write an email, link to your content, and you're going to get some sort of traffic. Again, with email, I would really focus heavily on consistent readership. You're going to find this as a theme. A lot of people are focused on trying to go viral and big numbers and so forth, but the power of having a 100 or a 1,000 people consistently reading your stuff and what that can do for your content and, and then on down the line for your business don't underestimate that. It can be very, very powerful. So focus on, again, creating good content, writing good emails, and and building a consistent readership of people who trust what you do, trust your advice, they like listening to you, etc. cetera. Uh, the fourth thing here then is advertising. So uh, this is sort of buying your way in a little bit. The way I use advertising for my content is I never know... It's one of the sort of the curses, I think, of being a content creator. You never really know if your content is going to be something that people really like or if it's going to be a dud. And 
one of the things that you want to do as quickly as possible is figure that out. And you want to give your content the best chance. If it's a good piece of content, you want to give it the best chance to get in front of as many people as possible and maybe take off and, and become something that people really like and get shared a bunch and gets linked to and all that sort of thing. You want to get to that as fast as possible. And, and especially if you're first starting out, you just want to get it out there in front of people. And advertising is a really, really good way to do that. So what I do is I don't necessarily try to highlight individual pieces of content more. I just try to give each piece of content a jump start. So by by advertising that content, and some of you may have seen my ads on YouTube and Facebook and so forth where I advertise content. But the reason I do that is I want to get that content in front of as many people as possible as quickly as possible, and then they'll decide if it's good or not. And if they decide that it's good, they're going to like it, they're going to share it, they're going to link to it, all that sort of thing. And then the the content will take on a life of its own from there. But you want to give it sort of that that push and that jump start. So when I advertise content, I, I primarily use Google AdWords. When I But when I advertise my content, I don't keep one piece of content in there forever and ever and ever. I have at different times, but generally what I do is each piece of content, new content that I create, I put it in that advertising system that I have set up and it's in there for a set period of time and then it comes out and it gets so many views and so many likes and all that sort of stuff in that amount of time and either goes on and sort of have a has a life of its own from there if it's good or it dies if it's a dud and so I just get through that as quickly as possible so advertising is a really really good way to do that and it makes sure you give each piece of content the best chance uh, for getting in front of as many people as possible all right the fifth thing then is sort of what I talked about with uh, uh, the guerrilla marketing so I I want to, this is something I go into really in depth in a course that I created called the Spammer's Guide to Get More Clients. And this whole spammer thing is, is I'm not actually teaching you to spam. It's sort of a lesson I learned when I was like a quasi spammer over a decade ago when MySpace sort of first came out. And I talk about, I tell that story and talk about what I did and how it was sort of spammy. And you, if you take the course, you'll see what I mean. But from that, I learned some really sort of guerrilla in the trenches traffic tactics that still work to this day. In fact, I would say probably work even better today than they did back then because back then MySpace was sort of the one big site like this. Now you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have YouTube, you have Facebook groups, you have Discord servers, you have all these different forums and places that where people are congregating that can become sources of traffic for you. And so essentially what you in that course, I show you how to set all of that up and, and create a trail back to your site and ultimately back to people hiring you. So if you want to learn more about that, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash spammer. That will take you to the course where you can learn more about that. But the basic idea is you want to infiltrate active forums, Facebook groups, Discord servers, etc., and establish yourself as a respected and authoritative member there, and then subtly push people out of there to your content. And it's a very, there's some nuance to how you need to go about doing it because a lot of these, these groups and these forums and so forth are sensitive about people just going in there and spamming content. That's not what you want to do. And I show you some different ways and actually give you phrases and so forth that, that you can use uh, to, to subtly hint to people that you have more content, you have more information and get them to actually ask you for it. 
Uh, so uh, it's a really, again, in the trenches way of going about getting uh, traffic. So you can do that as well. Again, that course, johnmorrisonline.com slash spammer if you want to learn all that. Finally, then one that uh, you may have noticed I'm sort of back into here lately is using large content sort of sites like Quora. The thing that's really, really valuable about these kind of sites is they are huge content sites and they often rank really high for some really high traffic keywords. And if you get the top answer on one of these questions on say Quora, you're going to get a ton of people viewing that. And so you now have the opportunity to introduce yourself to a whole bunch of people who are searching for a a topic that is really relevant to what you do and sort of create create a start creating that relationship between you and them. So it's a really great opportunity to a lot of times we focus so much on our own sites and getting our own sites to rank, but you can sort of tap into other sites that are already ranking. So one of the things to do is to to type into Google uh, the 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 keyword maybe let's say again learn PHP is a is a how to learn PHP etc is a keyword that you want to target for your content let's just say so type that in to Google and see the sites that are ranking and if you see that say Quora there's a question on Quora that ranks really really high go in and answer that question over on Quora and try to get the top answer over there now. Some of those questions that are ranking high for really high traffic keywords will have been there for a while and they'll have a bunch of answers already on them and probably one that's already a top answer. That's fine. Even being the second or third answer, you can still get a ton of views and a ton of traffic uh, from from these because people read through those. So you can sort of, again, you can you can dovetail off of these large traffic sites. So find those those questions and then post your answer and give really good answers and be really detailed and thorough, but sort of subtly mention any sort of content that you may have related to that particular question. So maybe you have a blog post on your site. You can say something like, oh, I did a full blog post on this here, but let me run through some of what I talked about. If you look at a lot of my Quora answers, you'll see that's how they start off. They'll see, I did a full YouTube video on it here, but let me or I did a full podcast here, or I wrote this blog post here, but let me, and then I'll go through and answer the question. Just that subtle mention, you're going to get some people that sort of siphon off over to that blog post, that video, that podcast, etc. And I can tell you from my own experience, a lot of my top YouTube videos on my site to this day are ones that I posted links to over on Quora. And so it's a really, really powerful way to go about uh, getting traffic. So and the other thing is, is that traffic is long-term. Some of those questions I answered, I had answered years ago, and they're still getting tons of views. They're still getting tons of upvotes. One of them I answered almost three years ago. It is still the top view-getting answer that I have on Quora to this day, and I wrote, I wrote the answer like three years ago. And that video on YouTube is one of my most consistent top view-getting videos over on YouTube. So it can be a really, really powerful way of, of getting traffic. So find those sort of like core is one example. There's sort of, there will be others out there and some are niche specific. So for like our niche for web developers, Stack Overflow would be one that, that you might be able to figure out something there and so forth. But leverage those sites that are out there. It doesn't always have to be all about your own site. Okay, so that's sort of the strategy. And then the last thing I'll just quickly 
uh, highlight is the this whole slap phenomenon. So you've probably seen all these different penguin and panda and all the different things that have come out with uh, the 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 slaps. And my my approach to SEO, the way I think about it, that that has helped me to avoid all of these things. I sort of alluded to it before. Is I just think of it. I try to do the things that are sort of fundamental, basic, simple. I'm not trying. I'm thinking long term. I'm not trying to game the system. All I'm trying to do is to highlight my quality content and make sure it's clear to search engines what it's about. And if I make it clear about what it's about and it's really it's really good and humans agree with me, they'll link to it. They'll tweet about it. They'll share it and this, that, and the other. And the, the, the SEO rankings will come. So don't get too caught up in all of these sort of fancy gimmicks and tricks and all the new this, that, and the software and all that. There's certain pieces of software out there that can be helpful. For example, with WordPress, I use Yoast SDO to sort of analyze my page, help me make each page a little bit better and think of things I might not have thought of. But for the most part, just keep it simple, basic, and focus on quality content, focus on getting it in front of people using other means like advertising and social media and email and guerrilla marketing, et cetera, and all those other things. And a lot, and if you do that, you can avoid the, the the slaps because it doesn't really make any sense to rank really, really high for a month and then get slapped and your site is completely disappears from the search engines forever then on. You basically have to start all over. So if you're starting all over every few months, it, it sort of becomes uh, pointless. So again, just focus on the fundamentals. Of course, as I said, uh, I've mentioned throughout this, if you want to uh, learn more about the, the guerrilla marketing thing that I that I mentioned and want to get a really down and dirty way of getting traffic, then head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash spammer to learn more about that course uh, and learn those different tactics and the subtle things that you can say and do and how to find these different groups and all that sort of thing. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash spammer. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with someone who you think could benefit from hearing from it. Also, if you want the links to all the past episodes, links for subscribing on TuneIn, iTunes, Android, all that is over at johnmorrisshow.com, the home of the podcast essentially there. And finally, if you'll leave me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the details for that are at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the Start Here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.